I think that's one of the reasons why I like writing for kids and for teenagers, because there's still that sense of joy and wonderment of everything in the world. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Evolution and their Father Coaching Group. Being a parent makes you a more effective leader, and being a leader makes you a more effective parent. Father Coaching Groups helps you integrate your most vital roles so you can scale your effectiveness and show up as the person that you want to be both at work and at home. This group is facilitated by Peter Gandolfo and Ed Cito, globally credentialed executive coaches and fathers who have lived experience of parenting sons and daughters respectively, including young children's tweens and teens. I actually had a chance to interview Peter and Ed. You can check that episode out over at the Art of Fatherhood podcast, where we talk about their father coaching group, the benefits you can receive from it, and their fatherhood journey. The coaching group includes leadership training that is tailored for your personal development and personal growth through guided peer coaching, accountability, and novel frameworks. Evolution is Silicon Valley's premier executive coaching firm. Go to evolution.team, click on programs, and look for the Father's Coaching Group. You can also email... Ed and Peter at ed at evolution.team or Peter at evolution.team. What's going on, everybody? Already here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy and lucky to have these two gentlemen. They're great writers. It's Neil Schusterman and Eric Elfman. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, fellas. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. great. Nice. We're going to be talking about your great book over here. The Noah Files, uh, I Am the Walrus. I, I love this concept. My family and I, were, as you can tell, we're into sci-fi. We love geek stuff. And Neil, I was telling you, like uh, my oldest, she definitely loves your uh, side series and all that. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the book in a second. But of course, love bringing good guys like yourself to talk about their fatherhood journey. Eric, you can go first, man. And then Neil, you can finish. You can f- answer the question right after. But when you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind? Well, I was excited, but scared because <laughs> I, I, I had no idea of what it involved, really, when I when I first found out. Nice. What about you, Neil? Thrilled. Thrilled and excited. And for I mean, I, I have four kids and for each one, it was that same excitement all over again. <laughs> nice. I'm going to put words in your mouth, but like I feel like creativity um and and looking at things from a different angle or maybe some of the values you guys were looking to instill into your kids but neil you can kind of go first with this one talk about the values or certain certain things you wanted to instill into them as they were growing up well you know uh creativity is i think key to uh to success in life in whatever you're doing so i was always very supportive of uh of all my kids creative endeavors uh now, all, all of my kids are doing something that is, is creative. You know, my, my son, Jared, is and I've written two books with him, and he's now written his own book with his wife. Uh, my son, Brendan, writes poetry, and I get to write stories with him once in a while. My daughter, Joelle, is writing her own uh, novel, and uh, but she doesn't want she, she doesn't want, you know, my participation that she wants to do it herself. And that's fine. But she also she contributed a story for Gleanings, you know, the short story collection in the Scythe world. And my youngest daughter, Erin, just graduated from Savannah College of Art and Design. So she's an artist. And so she, all of them are doing something creative. Very cool. What about you, Eric? Yeah, my son's also very creative. He's a musician and a composer. He plays like five instruments. Um, he's just He just amazes me constantly. But, but the 
most important thing is that he's a good person. And and my wife always said, you know, it's you know, it's fine that he's a good musician, but it's more important that he's a good person. And we always try to instill that value in him. Nice. Uh, Eric, for you first, talk a little bit about something that your son has taught you about life or about yourself that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a dad. Well, I remember when he was really, he's, he's an adult now, but I remember when he was little and he, and he came in while I was shaving with an electric razor. I thought, oh my gosh, kids today are just seeing so, and this was like 30 years ago. And I was thinking, you know, kids today are getting so much more information at every moment than I got when I was his age. And, and I just sort of like tried to see the world through his eyes and see how fresh and exciting everything was. Nice. What about you, Neil? That whole idea of seeing things through your kids' eyes, of, you know, sharing with them your favorite books when you were a child and your and your favorite movies and living it all over again with them and uh, and getting to experience the world from from the point of view of, of, of someone who is still amazed by everything. Yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I like writing for kids and for teenagers, because there's still that sense of joy and wonderment of everything in the world. You know, as, and as jaded as teenagers tend to seem, <laughs> there is still that sense of, of, you know, the world is opening up before them. And there's, there's so many things to experience and so many things that, you know, that are going to be coming their way, that it's uh, exciting to, to write for that age group. Nice. Uh, Neil, you first on this one, then we'll get into the book. Dad hack or piece of advice for new dads listening, what would you offer to them? Oh, uh, advice for new dads listening. I, I would say relax. <laughs> well, just relax and enjoy the ride. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it is a, but it is uh, a fun ride. And uh, you, you're going to look back on these days and, and, and wish they were longer. Nice. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I was I was going to say the same thing. That I was like I said, I was scared when I first found out I was a father, and then I found out there really isn't anything to be scared of. You just take things as they come, and things usually work out pretty well. So so not to worry as much as I did when I first found out. <laughs> nice, yeah. That ride home from the like from the uh, hospital, you're like driving. So I think what was it, knocked up or something? Where you know, uh, actor Seth Rogen's like driving really slow, and the, I'm like, I did that because I was like, want to make sure we went back roads, we didn't go the highway. So right. totally ideas. Like just relax. Your your parenting instincts will kick in. Exactly. And now, congrats on this book, Noah Files. I am the Walrus. Very cool concept. I love the fact that you guys have written books together before. So you guys aren't strangers working together. Right. And this idea actually came from while you guys were working on another series. Is it like just for you guys, like how long did it take from the idea when you guys were working on another series to now to kind of flush everything out? And obviously you guys are on a book tour, but how long did it take for to evolve from the initial thought to now where we have the book in our hands? I would say, I mean, we came up with the idea maybe five or six years ago. Okay. And, uh, you know, just bounced it back and forth. But we were, of course, working on the Accelerati trilogy. So we had to finish those books. Uh, and we had a number of different ideas uh, of what we could work on next. And this was the idea that uh, just kept coming back. You know, this uh, this story about this kid who who uh, has who starts developing the defense mechanisms of different creatures. You know, he can, you know, he finds that, you know, if he gets startled, he'll spray like a skunk and the entire house will smell like skunk or he's, he's at a, a school dance and with a, with a girl he has a crush on and suddenly finds himself 
flapping his arms and bobbing his head like uh like you know he's an emperor penguin doing a mating ritual and he has no idea why uh so it's okay. uh it, it's fun to you know to put this character through these things and to and then have it all start to make sense as to why this is happening to him Nice. We had all these ideas in our head and, and and finding out all these different animal traits that we could use was fantastic, but we probably didn't seriously start working on the book till about a year ago. And then because Neil lives across the country from me now, we mostly work in Google Docs. And so we're in the same document at the same time. And then sometimes we even have our iPhones next to our computers and we're talking to each other on FaceTime while we're writing. <laughs> I love that. And just again, Neil, what you're saying about like what the emotions he's going through, like especially you know going through puberty, going through that change of life, and like trying yeah. to find yourself and all that. I think we all can relate, especially kids reading this, and then you know adults looking back on their time when they were growing up, where it's like, I definitely felt like this animal, or I definitely you know wanted mm -hmm. to do something that an animal would do, yes. right? <laughs> you know, I mean, one of the ideas was to uh, sort of take that whole idea of everything that you go through when you're a teenager. And just, you know, just put that on steroids. It's like <laughs> all of these weird body functions, these weird things are happening to you. And now it's not just, you know, your human self. Now you're dealing with all of these other strange things. But then he starts to learn how to harness them and use them almost like, you know, super, so superpowers. So it's, uh, it's fun to watch the character go from this hapless kid that is dealing with all of this stuff to figuring out how to use it. Yeah. I got to say kudos to you guys, because again, it's something like, I'm going to say like Toy Story, right? <clears throat> where we almost like kind of like back in the day, uh, those books like Indian in the Cupboard, where it was like, you know, magical and the toys would come to life and you always wondered that. But like that movie was just like, oh, yeah, why did anybody think of this? And then you guys write this book. And like I said, it's like, oh, yeah, it's genius because it's like it's there and you guys actually rip it out of, you know, your own imagination and bring it to life. I love it. So again, you're talking about like, the fact that, you know, you guys are working, you know, uh, on different coasts and stuff like that. Do you guys ever pull, like, do one of you pull an Ogden moment where one of the other person's like saying, wrangle? <laughs> is, it, is it like tough? And you guys yes. almost like yes. go back and forth. <laughs> well, there are definitely times like we worked out a rough outline for this book and then we were working on it. And then I just saw this look in Neil's eye. I thought, <laughs> oh, we're going off the outline now. <laughs> And we just go, we just go in that just new direction. Go. And it's, yeah. uh, I've, I've learned not to question it. Neil has an idea. <laughs> it's really going to be a good one. Yeah, if you get in the way of it, that train's going to run you over. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So instead of wrangle, you're like, all aboard, we're going. Yeah, Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> uh -huh. Nice. Talk a little bit about, I mean, you guys are both dads. And we kind of talked about, like I just mentioned, where we experience like reading this book, you think about maybe when you were a kid, but like, not only do you put yourself in there, but you guys take a look from, you know, what your kids have gone through at that age. And you kind of share a little bit of your almost DNA of what you were like back then. And also your kids mm -hmm. when you put the, when like, like, especially with these characters. Yeah. I mean, coming from, it, it's coming from the point of view of trying to see the world through the eyes of these characters, but also seeing the world through the eyes of, of, of a, of a parent looking at these characters. Uh, so there's a little bit of both in there. And, uh, and, you know, the parents, uh, you know, in, in, in mid-grade novels, you tend to want to get rid of the parents because you want the kids to have agency and to then to solve their own problems. So the parents end up becoming uh, peripheral. But in, in this story, Noah's parents uh, end up becoming a really important part of the story, but not in the way that you expect. And so it, it was really fun to play with the, uh, 
with, with the parents in that way that, you know, they seem to be one thing and they genuinely care and, 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 and love Noah, but yet th there is a whole agenda that Noah doesn't know about and how his whole perception of his own life changes when he finds out what his parents are really up to. <laughs> nice. Uh, Eric, you can answer this one first, then you can uh, piggyback on it. I love the fact that, you know, you add jokes, not just for the kids, but some of the jokes will go over their heads and the fact that, you know, yeah. parents will get it. I love that. Was it what, like, talk about like that process of like trying, like, all right, what, cause you, this book is really well-written. You don't want to like force things, but talk a little bit about like, you guys write this book in the, in the hopes that families will read this together. I tell Absolutely. You. Exactly. I, I have, I have some friends where the father reads to his 18 year old daughter. They've just done it since she was a child, a little child. And, and so I thought, if we can make the parents laugh, and first of all, the title itself, we thought most middle grade kids won't get it, but it's the parents who buy the books for their kids. So we thought they'll recognize the title. Maybe they'll start looking through the book. But, um, but the main thing that we do when we try to, when we work together, is we try to make each other laugh. And if, and if I can make Neil laugh or if he can make me laugh, it goes in the book. Nice. A lot of moments of, of humor that is, that definitely is going to go over the kid's head. And, and that's fine. You no, know, it's the type of thing that years from now, they'll they'll get the reference and remember where they where they heard it. Or but, they'll reread the book and suddenly some of the jokes will make sense to them yeah. when they're older. You know, there's a Casablanca moment. There is, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's reminiscent of the Tiger's Guide to the, Gal the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite moment, and Eric gets credit for this because he thought of this. Uh, and it's a little, little bit of a spoiler, but uh, there is a moment where uh, later in the book, uh, the main character, Noah Prime, his parents have been captured and they've been replaced by backup parents who are trying to do their job, but they're, but you know, they, they haven't gotten, gotten it right yet. And, and, and his backup father gets, gets killed by, by an alien. And uh, when he faces the alien, he says, my name is Noah Prime. You killed my backup father. Prepare to die. <laughs> so good. So good. I love it. And, and that's the thing, too, because like whether it's a movie or a book, right? And you're all re if you're watching it's a movie as a family or reading a book together, you pause and you kind of like if, if the kid laughs like, oh, what, what, what made you laugh at that point? Or if a parent laughs, kids are always gonna be like, what's so funny? Like, I didn't right. get that. Like, what's going mm -hmm. on? So I love that. So kudos to you guys on that. Two more questions before I finish off with the father and quick five. You guys obviously um, see the world around us, and I know that history repeats itself. And I think your books, both of your, um, not just this, like this book, but other books you've guys written are, are like kind of evergreen. But like, is it is it tough to like see what's going on, whether it's good or bad, out uh, like influences outside of this this book, and kind of like talk about or put themes that are going on right now? Um, and you guys kind of talk about like, yeah, history is going to repeat itself. So people might reading this, you know, down the line. Or do you not even really think about that? But if the outside influences of the world kind of push into this book, like what do you guys kind of stand on, like making sure that maybe you guys have some references that are like modern day, like what's going on in the world? Well, we tried to keep the, the story set in the real world. I don't think we were consciously thinking about external um, events so much, but I'm sure it just because we were, you know, we're just naturally thinking about it, it worked its way into the story. Yeah. But, but our main thing is just to ground the story in reality. So we did a really uh, um, extensive job of, of researching uh, small towns, um, train lines, animal 
um, abilities and everything that, that's in there in that regard is all accurate. And so that just would ground the fantasy in this real world. Nice. What about you, Neil? And, you know, in terms of things that are timely, what we try to do and what I always try to do is, is to uh, have things that even if there's pop culture references, they're classic references. Yeah. They're things that 10, 20 years from now will still be relevant. So trying to predict what those are going to be. And, you know, we never bring in things that are like for the moment that a year from now are going to feel old and yeah. feel like yesterday's news. So trying to find that balance of things that feel fresh and at the same time are, you know, are, you know, are uh, eternal is yeah. kind of a, uh, a challenge and it's, and it's fun and it's fun to read books that, uh, that I wrote 10, 15 years ago and see how they hold up, nice. you know, unwind is selling more now and is more relevant now than it was when it was published. And it's, that's scary. That's scary <laughs> because it's kind of, it kind of predicted what's going on with different issues right now. Yeah. But uh, it's, 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 uh, it's fun to be able to, to know that you kind of have your thumb on the pulse of what's happening and have written something that uh, that has universal appeal. Nice. I definitely appreciate your thoughts on that. And lastly, for you guys before the father, quick five, what do you hope readers will take away from this book? I know it might be a tough question. Maybe you don't even, if you don't want to answer it because you don't want to steer the readers who haven't read it yet in a, in a certain way, but like for you guys, it can even almost be a parenting theme and not like the full theme, but Eric, maybe you can go first. Like, what do you hope people will take away from this book? Yeah, I hope people just laugh when they read it. I mean, if they laugh out loud, that would be my goal. And we were just at a bookstore last night, Neil and I, and one of the people we were talking to said he started reading the book at night and he was up until six in the morning reading it. And I thought, oh, that's fantastic <laughs> to hear. And what was fun is the, the bookstore owner, I mentioned one character. I mentioned the character of Dr. Kratz and he burst out laughing <laughs> just at the mention of the character. And so that is, you know, that is fun when, when just the mention of a character can make people laugh. And, you know, and these, these stories are in a sense different from a, a lot of the other types of stories that I write in that they are, uh, they're really about the fun and, and about laughing at ourselves, about not taking ourselves so seriously and, and readers not taking themselves so seriously. No doubt. Awesome. I think sometimes we need that, especially what's going on in the world today. So thank yes. you gentlemen for this book. Now we're going to finish off with the father, a quick five, Neil, you can answer. And then uh, Eric, you can answer after that. Uh, favorite family movie. Do you guys have one? Uh, Spirited Away. Nice. Probably the Princess Bride. Nice. Okay. Quickly, I heard that they might be remaking that. We don't remake that movie, right? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I hope okay. not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Favorite family song, or is there a band or a genre of music you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to? For me, I would say Genesis. Oh, nice. Okay. And 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 my son Brendan, uh, he lives in Bangkok now. He flew in after after things opened up at the end of the pandemic. He flew to Boston and I met him in Boston so that we could see their last concert. Nice. Last, you know, a year ago, December. And yeah. he's a huge fan. And I'm glad that I was that I introduced him to them. Very cool. Eric? It's probably the Beatles. Uh, my wife introduced my son to the Beatles really early. And then he started playing the guitar and he would play Beatles songs most of the time. And then my, it was my wife's birthday several years ago. And um, he was playing Beatles songs for her. And one of our other friends who came 
said, can you play something from this century? So my stuff, without missing a beat, started playing a song by R.E.M. That was just beautiful. I'd never even heard it. Right. But my sister's a big R.E.M. fan. You're like, uh, we're trying to have a moment here, right? <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a reason why I keep on playing Beatles. I love it. Exactly. Um, describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be, Neil? Perfect family vacation would be all four of my kids at once together with me on a cruise. Nice. Eric? We used to go to Big Sur every year. And that was just a great, we'd go on hikes on the coast and, and through the meadows. It was just a beautiful place with a with my son and my wife. Nice. And this is probably tough for you guys. Did you guys have a favorite like go-to book when you were a kid? Hmm. I, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Nice. Charlie and the Chocolate the Factory. In okay. seventh grade. And that was the first book I remember literally not wanting to end. I got more and more depressed the closer and closer I got to the end of that story. Awesome. Great picks right there, both of you guys. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, let's see. Fun. Responsible. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> and I'd say thoughtful, funny, and smart. Awesome. Great three <laughs> words, gentlemen. Uh, again, congrats on the uh, book, The Noah Files, I Am The Walrus. People pick it up wherever you purchase books. Follow Neil on Instagram at Neil Schusterman and follow Eric on Twitter at Eric underscore uh, Elfman. Gentlemen, I know you guys are super busy on a book tour. We were talking before this interview, like just the whirlwind crazy events you guys are going through. But I wish you and your families continued success. Thanks for the time and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. I want to thank Evolution for sponsoring this episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate the work that Peter Gandolfo and Ed Cito are doing, not only to help dads be great at home, but also be better in the workforce. Make sure you check out their fatherhood coaching group by emailing them at ed at evolution.team or peter at evolution.team. And while you're on the internet, make sure you check out the Art of Fatherhood website over at artoffatherhood.net. You can check out podcasts, reviews, the Dad's Doing It Right column. You can win prizes, all that good stuff. And when you listen to the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. And I appreciate your support as I try to promote good fatherhood examples all around the world through my podcast and articles. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.